episode of All Have Another Podcast is brought to you by Strava. Strava is the social media network for athletes, and it's a social media network that I love. I got on Strava after having my first baby as a way to track my progress and set some goals for myself. And it's a really good way to hold yourself accountable and also share your successes and your maybe not so great successes with your friends. I love that Strava shows you maps and elevation charts of your run, and you can also include activities that aren't running. So you can put your cross training in there as well. So I highly encourage you to hop on your phones right now and download the Strava app. Find me on Strava. I'm just at Lindsay Hine. And the other cool thing is you can have groups on Strava as well. So maybe we'll start and I'll have another group. I don't know. Let's think about that. All right. For a limited time, guys, Strava's offering podcast listeners a chance to win an entry to the 2018 New York City Marathon in a $500 travel stipend. It's the largest marathon in the world and notoriously difficult to get into. Go to strava.com slash NYC marathon to enter and read the official rules. Thanks Strava for supporting this episode of I'll Have Another. All right, you guys, today is a fun episode. It's episode 108, and I'm talking with Shelby Houlihan of the Bowerman Track Club. Shelby runs for Nike, and she recently competed very well at the USA Indoor Track Championships as well as Worlds. She won both the 1500 and the 3000 here in the USA and went on to get fourth and fifth at the World Championships. Shelby's a 2016 Olympian in the 5K, and she is fierce, you guys. She gets to the starting line with an attitude of, I am here for a reason, and I am strong, and I am good enough to win this race. She has aspirations to win a gold medal someday, and she's not afraid to share that dream with us. We talk a little bit about happiness and struggles with depression and things outside of running as well. Shelby's got a really good head on her shoulders, and you just know that I love talking to these Bowerman Track Club girls. You guys can follow Shelby on Instagram and Twitter, Shelbo800. And while you're at it, you can follow me on Instagram, LindsayHine626, and Twitter at LindsayHine. If you're loving the show, I would very much appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way potential new listeners can find us. I just checked it this morning. I'm sitting at 790 reviews. Well, I think ratings. But let's creep over 800 by the end of the weekend. Can you be a part of helping me get there? Thank you, G. Caro. Caro? Caro? I think it's C-A-R-O. She says, I loved discovering the podcast and look forward to hitting play on my weekend long runs this past training cycle. Felt as if I was running with her and her guests. She has the perfect dose of part training part inspiration and part just laughing at ourselves trying to get through the day have recommended to friends and they love it too thanks Lindsay. no thank you for leaving the review and big thank you for recommending this show to your friends that is truly an organic way to get the word out there before we get started talking to shelby i want to thank kind snacks for supporting this episode of the podcast you might see kind bars in your local grocery store coffee shop or gym they make delicious healthy snacks using whole ingredients you can recognize and pronounce. I love that Kind Snacks are made in the United States and they're made with high quality nutrient dense ingredients that I feel good giving to my kids and eating myself as a snack on the go. I tried their 10 snack sample box and I am hooked. You guys can try that as well free of charge. All you have to do is pay shipping 
Go to kindsnacks.com slash Lindsay. That's kindsnacks.com slash Lindsay for full details. And if you love it as much as I do, I'm sure you'll want to become a member of the Kind Snacks Club. I get Kind Snacks delivered to my front porch every single month, two boxes. I'm so thankful every time they arrive. Check out this awesome sponsor who's been supporting the show, by the way, for almost a year now. Kindsnacks.com slash Lindsay. Thanks, Kind Snacks, for supporting this podcast. And thank you, listeners, for supporting our sponsors behind this show. All right, you guys, let's enjoy my conversation with Shelby Houlihan. So we're talking with Shelby Houlihan today on the podcast. This is her second time on the show. Thanks for coming on, Shelby. Yeah, thanks for having me. Congratulations on such a great indoor season. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was a fun season. Are you happy with it? Um, yeah, I'm happy. Uh, not satisfied. I ah. wanted to get a medal at Worlds, but I think I made some big jumps. I mean, two years ago, I w- wasn't even able to make the indoor team. So coming back two years later and being able to place fourth and fifth, uh, can't really be mad about that. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, and you won uh, the USA indoors in the 3000 and the 15. So tell tell everybody this, because... Um, I feel like some people listening, including myself, don't understand the process as much of the track and field stuff. So tell us, do you have to get top three at USA's and then that that's what puts you to, to Worlds? How does that work? Yeah, so it's top two, actually. Okay. Outdoors, it's top three, right? Mm, for the... No, maybe it's not. <laughs> See, it's confusing. I should, I should know more. <laughs> We're, ta- we're talking to a professional track and field athlete and even she's confused. <laughs> I know. No, I'm, yeah, it's top two indoors for sure. Um, so that was just like the goal going into indoors. I just try to do whatever Fury tells me to. <laughs> if he says get top two, then <laughs> I mean, obviously the goal is always to win, but it's good to know. Yeah, I'm like not the most informed person. Like most of the time I don't even know when I'm racing until like the day before. So <laughs> do you like racing like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like too much information sometimes is just like not beneficial. Like you, I don't really like to know who's in my race, what their P- PRs are or anything like that. Um, mostly just cause I feel like it's like kind of setting you up to psych yourself out a little bit. Cause that, I mean, you can't really do anything. Like you can only focus on yourself and what, you've put into training and how fit you are and you can't really control what other people like how they race so it doesn't really matter I guess well that's interesting that you bring it up because I was going to bring it up later just the fact that you come off as the kind of person that just shows up and thinks and truly believes I'm just as good as anybody else out here and I deserve to win just as much as them so to me, when I see you like, oh, you know that picture or it was it the video image of you before you went out to race. <laughs> I think Colleen yeah. was like tweeting it or Instagramming it or something. You just looked like I am getting this <laughs> done today. Um, you come off as like that, like you're super confident. Yeah, I was in my zone. Um, <laughs> so I like I don't know. I. It, when I came out, well, they wanted me to do an introduction thing, and I didn't really know what to do, and I was just like, I don't really care about this stuff. I just want to go race. So that's <laughs> kind of the what I showed on the <laughs> on the intro. Um, but my mom actually 
it was funny because she called me later and she was like, you got, you looked so mean, like so intimidating. Like next time you should smile and like wave. So <laughs> then um, for the 1500, I, when I came out, I actually waved and I said, hi mom. Oh, so that was after. <laughs> so was, she thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> Just like the, the difference in the two intros. Okay. So are they looking for you to give some like personality to like make for good TV or something? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I don't really care about that stuff. I just want to go race, and that's just what I need. Like, it's just kind of part of it. So I just was getting through it. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah. Well, it reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen this. You probably, I mean, I'm sure you follow USA Track and Field on Instagram, but they, there's this video that they do called, I think it's the Corey Robertson. Is she a hurdler? Um, um I don't know. Well, anyway, (laughs) she's doing the intro thing like you're talking about. And she gives this like really pretty smile and wave when the camera gets on her. And then she puts her hands on her hips and like looks like she's about to murder someone. And so (laughs) then they had like all these other athletes like mimicking that to some really funny song. And so that's what it reminded me of. And I've seriously, every time I watch that video, I laugh. (laughs) I need to find that video because that sounds pretty funny I probably should do that next time well I'm gonna link it in the show notes my mom and also myself (laughs) right like you're being sweet for your mom but then you're also like no I'm here to race yeah exactly (laughs) okay so tell me the difference in uh racing USA's compared to worlds because obviously we've heard a lot about how many people got DQ'd and just like how crazy that was yeah I think the biggest difference um between the two is just the basically like the level of competition uh I felt like at USA's when I would kick with like the like the last 200 meters I was able to catch people and at the world level I need to figure out something different because usually when they gap you you they don't really come back it's just like a whole a whole nother level Um, and you can't really lose contact. Otherwise you won't be able to get back to them. And so that's something that I've kind of taken note of and moving forward, I need to not let them kind of get away from me, I guess. Um, but yeah. And I mean, also at that level, there's a lot more elbows being thrown. And I think that's why you saw more DQs plus the, most of them I think were, for like lane infringement and (laughs) it's like hard to really I mean we do this all the time so you you know you should be able to stay in your lane kind of thing but Mm -hmm. at the same time that track was so steep um and I think the lanes were a little smaller and that's just like plus they didn't really let us get on it until Thursday morning and by that time, I was like, well, I'm racing tonight. I'm not going to go get on this track. So when I raced the 3K, that was the first time I had even seen the track. So it's just like, I think that could have been handled a little better, maybe just being able to get on it beforehand. But yeah, I mean, I think there was like 27 DQs or something ridiculous. And that's just like, at that point, you have to kind of look at it as, Okay, maybe it's not just the athletes, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's too many people for that. Like, it's just, it has to be the track. And I think they maybe should have looked at that a little closer. Do they rotate that, like, where they're held at? 
Uh, yeah, we were in Birmingham. Um, but yeah, the two years ago it was here in Portland. So okay, and yeah. that's probably what you would prefer, right? In Portland, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, <laughs> of course, that, that was the year that I didn't make it. I actually didn't run well at all that year. So, or just in that indoor season. Yeah. So you got to run with Colleen though in the fifteen hundred. It did, yeah. You guys went so one two happy. at USA's. That was so fun to watch. Yeah, I was really happy that she uh, was able to go with me because it just makes it more fun and mm. more laid back. Because we, I mean, we go up to altitude and train there together, and like we go to these different races, especially in indoor. We're r- running a lot of the same races, so it's nice to have her there with me and it just kind of, it makes it seem a lot, uh, more easygoing, I guess. Like it's not, it's not world indoors, you know, it's just like another race that we go to. Yeah. So you traveled together. Did you guys room together? We did. Well, we were supposed to travel together. (laughs) Oh, right. We actually had the same flight out and she missed it. Ah! So I had to travel by myself. And I got stuck with a middle seat because she was supposed to have aisle. I was supposed to have middle. And we were supposed to sit next to each other. And then, yeah, she got to the airport. And it was too late for her to check a bag. So she couldn't. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. I was so sad. (laughs) How does that happen, Colleen? (laughs) I know. It's like, you have one job. (laughs) Get to the airport on time. That's too funny. That's too funny. I was pretty sad about it. But I loved watching the Instagram stories and you guys like it seemed like USA had a pretty good team there and everybody was kind of getting to know each other and it looked like a good and fun environment. Yeah, that's the cool thing about like indoors is there's not as many events. So there's less people and um, it's just like a little more of a tight knit group. I guess it's easier to get to know people and it's not as overwhelming. I get like the size of it. So it was, it was a fun group. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Well, let's go back. Um, the first time we talked, we talked with you, Courtney Freyricks and Colleen Quigley. Uh, you guys had just competed in your first Olympics. Mm -hmm. So that was super fun. (laughs) And, um, you placed 11th in the 5k at the Olympics in 2016. Yeah. What, what did that leave you with as far as goals and vision you know this was my first olympics this is the first time i've been there after that and now we're gosh i can't believe it but we're almost two years separated from that what are you thinking (laughs) like what did you walk away feeling um i mean it was like kind of a dream come true year for me because i had been wanting to make an olympic team like that was that's always been the goal you know and i i want more from that though uh like I want to have a gold medal around my neck you know um but I think this whole process is really just the name of the game is staying patient and trusting the training and trusting in yourself and so I think that was just one more step to getting to where I want to be and I um yeah I mean sometimes people go to the Olympics the first time and they go win a gold medal you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's pretty awesome but I think I'm hoping to be able to keep making more teams and then I'll have a little more experience next time and more confidence in myself because 
I mean, I went, I went into that, into the Olympics wanting to get a medal, but you know, it's like in the back of your mind, you're like, Oh my gosh, these, these women's PRs are like 40 seconds faster than I, than mine is. So it's, it's hard to have confidence going into it, knowing that. And I think as I get older, the more years of training under my belt and like the stronger I get, I'll be able to hopefully next time be there and be able to be like, okay, I am capable of getting a medal. Um, and it's not just going to be like, put yourself in it. And if you're lucky, you know, if something messes up, then you can get a medal. Like, I'm hoping next time it'll be like, I'll, I'll actually be in contention for one. Um, and just continue continuing to get stronger and focusing and having faith is probably just the biggest thing for me. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, you were the last of the Bowerman girls to make the team because I mean, yes. your, your race was later. So was that like, positive pressure or were you what did it make you really nervous or did it what did it fuel you to say well everybody else is on I have to make it now yeah no it was both um watching everyone else make it was like at, at, like on one end I was really excited because I was like well I train with these girls every single day and so if they can make it then I can make it you know it's like more reassuring um that I was capable of doing it and it made uh, it gave me more confidence in myself, but at the same time, it's like you have that thought in the back of your head, like, "What if I don't make it? I'm going to be like the only one that didn't make it." You know, Super I don't want to be yeah. at home by myself. So it's also it was like a little bit of both for sure. <laughs> so you, um, in our first interview, one of the things that stood out to me was your fierceness, the like the kind of competitor you are. And I remember being like, Oh, I want to be like Shelby when I go run my marathons, <laughs> you know, um, and how excited you get for hard workouts. Like, where does that come from? Um, I think it's just, I've always loved running. I started running when I was five. And I think my parents did an amazing job, uh, not putting a lot of pressure on me. I, really kind of found my love for running by myself. And um, I think that was key for me because, I mean, like 11 years later, I'm after, like, I'm still really, really excited about going for a run because I kind of found my love for running my sophomore year of high school. And yeah, I mean, once I did, I couldn't get enough of it. And I still now, like, Every time we have a hard workout, I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's workout day. Let's let's get pumped. Put on some music. I'm really happy. And, yeah, I think that's been key for me uh, and in my career and moving forward as well, just staying excited about it and having fun. Because I think, yeah, I, that's like the biggest thing in your life is having fun with what you're doing. So, and I'm having a lot of fun right now. <laughs> well, yeah. And you always talk about, or I've heard your girls you train with, or I don't know who I've heard said it, but you like to lead in workouts, don't you? I do. I, I love leading. Uh, even in races, I like to lead, but Jerry won't let me, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm really struggling with. But uh, yeah, so I, I take what I can get in the workouts. I usually am leading most of everything. Um, 
or I try to. If well, like, it's funny because like some people don't want to lead. I'm like, oh well, if you don't want to do it, I can do it. Like, but in my mind, I'm like, please let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll hop right in. No problem. You're not feeling yeah. like it today. Yeah, I like to like kind of be in control. I feel better in the front because I'm more f- focused on the splits I'm trying to hit rather than how I'm feeling. So yeah, this is, it's a better situation for me in the front. And I, I like doing that. So what does that dynamic look like though? Because you're kind of focused more on like a 1500, 3000, 5k kind of, uh, distance, but then you've got like Emily, who's more of a 10k runner and you've got the steeple chasers. Like, it, I mean, are you guys doing the workouts together and, or do you have like parts of them you do together and then specialized parts that you do separately? Yeah, it kind of depends what point in the season we're at. In the fall, when we're just doing, like, just kind of getting back into it, it's, we're all doing the same work, uh, the same workouts. So once we get towards, like, the championship part of the season or, like, really get into training, we're divvied up a little more, doing different workouts. Um, And that's not as much indoors because, well, so far, it's just, like indoors has been mostly Colleen and I. Mm. Um, and then this year we threw Marielle and Kate in there too. So mm-hmm. I focusing more on the 3K, M- Marielle and I worked out more together. Uh, and then Colleen and Kate were together. So it's just kind of, it get, it gets more specific as the season goes and you get split up a little more. But in the strength stuff, it's, we're usually together for it. Okay, so talking about distances, um, well, your handle is Shelbo 800. So what's <laughs> up with that? Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten so much crap. Sure. I in high school, I that's when it kind of started. I I needed a email account when I got my iPhone, so I just did Shelbo 800. That's just what came to my mind because you ran the 800 in high has, school. Yep. Because, I, yeah, I ran the 800 in high school, and the, my first couple years of college, I was still kind of focusing on the 8. Um, and, yeah, now that <laughs> I'm not an, an 800 reader on it anymore, it's like I get a lot of crap for it. And it's kind of gotten to the point where I don't want to change it just because people are giving me crap. Uh-huh, <laughs> And I, I don't know. I also think it's important to kind of remember where you came from. Yeah. I started out as a 800 meter runner and yeah, I, I, I like Shelbo 800. I think it's, I think it's cool. It doesn't have the same ring as like if I would do like Shelbo 5k. I oh don't know. no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it sounds as cool. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, you're just dating everybody else because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she had Twitter in high school. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so you're 25, right? Yeah, I just turned 25 last month. Yeah, so when was when did Twitter come about? 2010? I you, have no idea. I but, am the worst person to ask about social media. Stuff. Okay, but this is what I'm confused about because I listened to you on another interview and you mentioned having a MySpace page and I'm like, isn't she way too young to have had a MySpace page? Because I feel like I was in high school or maybe I was college. I don't know. I feel like that was so long. I feel like you would have been like eight <laughs> I did have MySpace. I had it, I think, in middle school and for sure, like, at least my freshman or sophomore year of high school. 
Okay, so maybe MySpace hung around longer than I thought it did. It, yeah, maybe. I'm also not good with keeping up at social media, so I probably had it a lot longer <laughs> than I should have. So I don't, I don't know. Like I was really late to the game getting like Facebook and Instagram and stuff. My sisters had to show me what it was and yeah. Do you feel, <laughs> do you feel like it's, those are things that you need to kind of be a part of though, as your career takes off? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me because I feel like the expectation to be on social media is higher. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, that's just like, it's not one of my priorities. I want to actually live my life instead of seeing it through a camera. Mm -hmm. So it's like harder for me. I know the other girls are really good about posting and like doing their Instagram stories. And I, I'm trying to be better about it. Um, but it's, it's just like not really a priority for me. And I, yeah, I have like a one track mind. I'm living in the moment all the time and it's not, I don't have the thought like, Oh, I should post this on my, on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's definitely harder for me to change that mindset of, of doing it more, I guess. (laughs) It is hard because it becomes, uh, it becomes addicting in the sense that you're like, well, if I'm doing something cool, I want to take a picture because I want people to see that I'm doing it. But your mindset is very healthy in the fact that you just want to do something cool. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care if other people are seeing what I'm doing. I, I'm just focused on having fun doing what I'm doing. So. But then when you go, you know, uh, get fourth place and fifth place at world championships, people start following you and they want to see what you're doing and they're interested in your life, you know? Yeah. That's the hard part is yeah. like the more, I think the more success you have, like the more people just because social media is such a big thing. Like right now mm-hmm. people do want to see what you're doing and like, I want to make them happy by doing that, I yeah. guess. But at the same time, it's just like, it's hard to get into that mindset. Like even after worlds, I had my agent had to text me like, remember to post. And I was like, <laughs> okay, thank you for reminding me. Cause I wasn't going to remember to do it. <laughs> so is that the picture you posted that you said you were happy to come away with fifth place? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's a good picture. <laughs> he even had to go like find the picture and like send it to me, <laughs> like trying to help me as much as he can. So, which is awesome. But yeah, it's just, it's hard for me to get into that routine of doing that. Okay. So are you wearing your hair half up in this picture? Um, the one I posted. Yeah. Is it like in a half bun or something? No, it's, it's in, I think, I think I like kind of did like a twisty thing with my bangs and pulled it back into a ponytail. Oh, okay. Cause it, it looks like, like little... the bottom of your hair is down. Yeah. It's, I don't know if that's just like my, like the down step, my hair is kind of like, <laughs> I don't really know what's okay. going on in the picture, but yeah, it was up in a ponytail. Okay. I was like, man, that seems like it would be irritating to have your hair oh, yeah. down like that. No, I would not do that. <laughs> um, well, who is your agent, by the way? Uh, I'm with Total Sports. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So what have you been doing this week? I mean, this is like, I mean, everything kind of just happened and you have a little bit of a chill week going on. So what have you been doing? Ooh. What have I been doing? I have not really been doing a whole lot of anything. (laughs) I'm like trying to like unpack and put my clothes away. And a lot of my clothes are still just on the floor. 
So (laughs) (laughs) I'm mostly just trying to get settled back in and just chill out for a little bit because I haven't been home. I left home uh, uh, mid-December, so I was gone for nine weeks. And then we came back for like five days and then left for Birmingham. So I'm just enjoying being home right now, mostly. (laughs) Yeah. So are you home in Portland? Yes. Okay. So then when do you guys go back to altitude? Oh, I just got off the phone with Jerry about that, actually. I'm not pumped about it, but we're going to, yeah, we're going to leave, I think like April 23rd or something like that. So I get a little bit, but I was kind of hoping since it was an off year that I wouldn't really have to do altitude as much. And that seems to not be the case at all. So <laughs> This is your and, life now. Yeah, I know. Like, I need to just get used to it. But I'm such a homebody. Like, yeah. I, love, I love being home. And it's really hard to be gone for that long. Because we're going to be gone for, like, three months, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's just another thing that I have to deal with. <laughs> well, and you bought a house. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, I, I bought a house last year. And... I've slowly been able to kind of make it my own. Um, but I also feel like I haven't been able to spend that much time in it either. Yeah. So it's just kind of, there's more things I want to do. And I just feel like I don't have enough time. But you're not, in, you're done. not in it enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, because do, do you guys all kind of live in Portland and then you all go train at altitude together? Is that what it looks like? Yeah, that's okay. exactly what it is. Okay. You guys have your little camp of women. It's so fun. Yeah. No, it's been awesome. I mean, that's a good part about um, having to do altitude and stuff like that. It's like at least we're all in it together and we're all kind of suffering through the same thing. It makes it a little little easier. What's your favorite thing about kind of being with your girl gang, for lack of a better term? Um, I don't know. We just – we have a lot of fun together. There's so many personalities – and we, it's just easier to handle, it's easier to do things that you love when you're surrounded by other people that are, like, that also love it, I guess. It's easy to stay excited about it. And even on the days that it's not great and it's hard, you still have, like, your friends that are surrounding you and helping you get through it. And I think that's just the coolest part about having a group, um, Cause I, up until now, like I had mostly trained by myself. So I thought coming into this group would be difficult for me just in the sense that I've, I'm so used to training by myself that I didn't know how I would handle training with other people. And it has been the best decision that I've ever made. Just, it's like an awesome group of friends. We're basically sisters. Um, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't have, I couldn't have picked a better group. Yeah, it seems like you guys all have a really special relationship with each other. Do you um so I was just thinking like if I was one of the girls on your team based on the conversations I've had with you, I feel like if I towed the line with you knowing how fierce you are at practice and just like in life in general, even if I knew my abilities were up to yours, I feel like I would be intimidated be just because <laughs> I know how much your belief is in yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, like, the worst thing you can do is to compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and But that's really hard not to sometimes, especially with this sport. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, 
I feel like I do a good job of not comparing myself to Colleen or Courtney or Emily because we all have our own strengths and weaknesses. And that's also the awesome part about our group is that we can kind of help each other. Like my strength might not be Colleen's, like that might be her weakness. So it's like I'm helping her get stronger with her weaknesses and she's helping me also get stronger. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the cool part about having the different distances and just the different the just the different ranges I guess in strengths and abilities all right guys before I continue my conversation with Shelby I want to thank Four Sigmatic for supporting this episode of the podcast Four Sigmatic makes drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with their mushroom coffees and mushroom superfood blends and elixirs They sell tins for at-home use and single-serve packets, which are convenient to carry and share. We are loving the superfood blends, the reishi elixir, the chaga elixir, all kinds of good mushroom superfood blends over here at the Hein House. We put the superfood blends in our morning juice, and Glenn has been rocking that reishi elixir at night before bed, and it knocks him out. I'm not even kidding. If you're looking for a good sleepy time routine to get you in the mood to go to bed and sleep all night, try their Rishi Elixir. And recently, I have been enjoying their Mushroom Mocha Mix, a very yummy and delicious pick-me-up in the afternoon. You guys can get 15% off your order at Four Sigmatic if you go to foursigmatic.com slash another and use the code another. That's four F-O-U-R, Sigmatic, S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash another to get 15% off your order. Thanks for Sigmatic for supporting this episode of the podcast. And thank you guys for supporting for Sigmatic. All right, let's continue my conversation with Shelby Houlihan. This is, this is an interesting question because I listened to you on, I must have been one of your track one of the track guys that you run with has a podcast. Yeah, Woody. Okay. I love that name, first of all. Is that his real yeah. name? Is his real um, name Woody? I think it's William. Okay. That's like so the Don't kind of... On that. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I've only heard it once. Okay. But, I love it. Yeah. It's like so the kind of name that like I would want to name one of my kids. I just think, I just <laughs> yeah. like like Woody or Sonny or Bud or just like I love names yeah. like that. Um. <laughs> But anyway, I found this really interesting when I listened to this because I had queued up in my head to bring up the fact that I felt like you were a naturally happy person. And I was going to ask you if that was kind of like a genetic thing. Because, you know, I was just recently listening to this podcast. I think it was on Oprah. And the guy was talking about happiness and how we're all born with this level of... um, a level of satisfaction, happiness in our lives. And then we choose, you know, what we do with it. So like some people naturally do tend to be happier than others and vice versa. And so I was surprised to hear that you mentioned you had struggled with depression in the past because you don't come off like that. Yeah, I, well, I think I do a fairly good job of hiding that sometimes. (laughs) I tend to internalize things, but no, I, I think... I'm generally a very happy person and I try my best to like kind of radiate that to others. But 
yeah, growing up, my mom, <laughs> my mom is funny. <laughs> she, she's kind of the same way. Like she's a very, she likes to live in the moment. Um, kind of flies on by the seat of her pants. You know, it's, she's a kid at heart and she always has been. And as much as that is bad sometimes, especially traveling with her. I feel like I'm traveling with a toddler. <laughs> like, where's your phone? Where's your passport? Like, <laughs> don't lose anything. Um, no, she's she's very good at living in the moment, and I think that has been good for me to learn from because I think it's important to do that. Um, I think that's the kind of the key to having a happy life. Uh, it's just staying in the moment and being grateful for everything that's happening right now and what you've been given um, instead of worrying about what's going to happen in the future, or dwelling on what happened in the past. Um, so she's been a good role model in that sense. And I think that's a big reason why I have been able to kind of be a happy person so you've talked about how you kind of like choose happiness, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think we, ha we have the ability to choose how we look at life. And I, I really believe I read a, I read, um, I don't know if you read this book. It's called You Are a Badass. Yeah. I, I read it after yep. you guys recommended it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love that book. I live by that book. Um, I agree with a lot of the points in it. And I think if one of the points was like, if you are basically radiating good energy, putting out positive vibes into the world, positive things will happen to you. And I hundred percent believe that. So I've, I think it's easy to kind of get down on yourself and dwell on the things that aren't going right when you're at your low points. And that was something that I struggled with a lot, uh, kind of in high school and a little bit in college. Um, and even when I moved out to here, I, I was struggling with that. I had to go see a, um, a therapist. Just I don't really deal with big changes very well, I mm -hmm. guess. <laughs> but um, no, I think being able to stay in the moment and take everything at face value for what it is, it helps a lot. And I try to make a point every day of like seeing something or noticing things that make me smile. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I feel like everyone gets, you kind of get in your routines, work, eat, sleep, repeat, you know? Um, and we tend to not notice the little things that go on every day. So I try to do that. I try to notice the little things, be thankful for like, I don't know. I'll go outside and like see this like pretty tree or something and I'll just notice it and I'll, it'll make me smile. And that's enough. Like that's enough for, uh, just to make me happy. Now, is that like an exercise that your therapist kind of trained you to do? Or is that kind of something you thought up on your own? No, that's, it kind of came from the book. Uh, oh, you yeah. Are Bad yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't feel like I got actually a lot from the seeing a therapist. I <laughs> have kind of, I mean, I, maybe it just wasn't like the best fit, but uh, I've kind of learned how to create my own happiness on my own. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I think that book was very instrumental for me to do that. And I very much recommend it to anyone that's kind of struggles with that stuff and has uh, troubles being in the moment. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, good point about the therapist, because if you really need a therapist, it's kind of like interviewing someone for a job or like, you know, like dating around and finding the right person that like fits you um, for life to be your partner. It's just kind of like the first one might not be the right fit. And so unless you like really keep looking, it might be really hard to find one that works just for you. Yeah, exactly. And I tried to stick with it for a couple months and I would walk away feeling a little better just that I was able to get things off my chest and think out loud, I guess. Um, But I also didn't really feel like I, like he wasn't giving me anything that was adding, like it was just mostly me being able to talk out loud and figuring figuring it out myself and maybe that was the point I don't know (laughs) but yeah I feel like I could have just sat at home and said those things laying in my bed Mm -hmm. out loud and kind of come to the same uh, conclusion so yeah (laughs) well and I think that's where uh people like you and people like me you know I have this like um I have a little bit of an issue with anxiety and it's just like I proactively read books like that. I, you know, every day I make sure to read something like the book you were talking about that's going to get my head in the right place Um, or listen to podcasts. Like, actually, this is quite therapeutic, like talking to you about this. And I think that talking to people that have this perspective on a regular basis has done that for me. And I hope that people listening to this conversation and conversations like this every week feel that as well. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's... I. Like when I'm having trouble getting into like that good mindset, I just pick up that book and I, I have underlined so many things that resonate me, resonate with me in the book that I can just open it, find something that I've underlined and I already start feeling better. Um, yeah, (laughs) it's just like, I try to constantly live in a state of gratitude, um, like like I said, it's easy to kind of get down and get and focus on the things that aren't going well. But like, if you take a step back and look at the big picture, like for me in my life, I am able to take a step back and be like, this is awesome. I have an awesome life. I'm able to go do something that I love and I get to get, I get paid for it. Like that's so cool. And not a lot of people get to do that. Um, unfortunately, I think everyone has the, uh, capability of doing it. It just, for whatever reason, I think a lot of people settle for, I think a lot of people settle for things that don't necessarily make them happy, but make them comfortable, I guess. Yeah. That's interesting. You say that I, for my hundredth episode, I did a, I had someone interview me and I, I always ask at the end of the podcast, which I'll ask you before we close, um, is if you had one message to send to the world. And at that time in my life, my message was don't be complacent um, Mm -hmm. because it is easy to fall into that. Like, well, this is just what I do. I go to work and I do this and I take care of my kids or whatever. But it really doesn't have to look like that. Like, sure, you have to pay the bills, but it doesn't mean you can't pursue other things you're passionate about. Yeah, I think 
anything, anytime you're not, you're, you're not doing something that you love is kind of a waste of time. Like I, I understand like having to make money and pay bills, but I think there's more than one way to do that. And I think the right way is to be being able to do something that you love to do because it doesn't feel like work. Like I don't feel like I, when I go out for a run every day that I'm going to work, it's just, it was, it would be something that I would do anyway. You make, you kind of make a good point, like just not being complacent. Um, Cause I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like so many people get into that habit and just get in their routines and then you know, 20 years goes by and you realize that you're like, you haven't really done anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, cause time goes by so fast. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I'm taking advantage of all of it. Well, yeah. And the older you get the, and I mean, like I roll my eyes saying this because I, my dad and my parents have always said this to me, like, Oh, it goes by so fast. And I, I generally like don't like it when people tell me this because I know that like right now in my early to mid 30s like this is like I feel like the 30s have to be the best time in your life or even the, even the 40s you know whatever um, yeah. and I don't want it to be gone because I love it so much and so mm-hmm. but it's it is true like every year keeps going by <laughs> I know yeah I I same thing like everyone's always told me that like it goes by so quickly. And when you're younger, it's easy to just kind of shrug it off and be like, yeah, yeah, I know, whatever. Um, but I feel like as I've gotten older, each year goes by even faster. It does. And it's like really freaking me out. Like, I know. Kind of just, it kind of makes me anxious because I'm like, oh my God, I just don't want time to stop. Because um, I'm so happy where I, I'm at. Yeah, exactly. And I get kind of like, if I get a little restless um, if I'm like, just, if I am in, if I get into my routines too much, then I'm like, okay, I need to go, I need to go on an adventure. I need to go do something. Um, and I actually made the point last year of making kind of a bucket list, but I don't want to call it a bucket list. Mm-hmm. It's just my adventure list <laughs> because I think, um, I feel like bucket list kind of has a bad connotation to it because it's like things you want to do before you die. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like a lot of people don't do them until like they're on their deathbed. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I call it my adventure list and I'm making a point to do one thing on my list every year. Uh, okay. So what are some of those things? Ooh, let me, I, I know one is going to Harry Potter world in Florida. Oh, and yeah. I did book my ticket. I did book a trip last uh, for last fall, ended ended up not being able to go, so that probably needs to go back on my list for this year. I really want to get there. Are, um, are you so disappointed by me telling you that I've never read a book or watched a movie on Harry Potter? That makes me very very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it doesn't sound oh, interesting so to me, good. but I know it's good. It has to be good. Everybody loves it. Yes, you would you would like it. It's I feel like it's skeptical. Um, like it sounds dumb, maybe. Like yeah, it's just like this magical world. But it's I don't know. It's great. Okay, so you if should, I was going to do one or the other, book or movie. Ooh, I would probably say read the books, but okay. it's a lot. It's a lot bigger time commitment. Like True. I watch the movies 
probably every every two or three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I know all the words to pretty much all of the movies. Um, and I, that's I do that just because it's a, less of a time commitment, but I do need to read the books again. Well, you know it I, so well that you can kind of like, eh, if you have to get up and go to the bed, or do you pause it? I was going to say. Oh, I, I don't pause it. No. Okay. I, I say, actually use it to go to sleep sometimes okay. because I know it so well. I don't even have to keep my eyes open. I already know what's happening. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, it, it will put me to sleep sometimes and it's great. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But my, yeah. my question to you there is I have this thing where I don't like to reread books. I don't like to rewatch movies because I feel like there's so many to read and so many to watch yeah. that I don't want to like waste time watching the same. So, um, make your argument. Yeah. I feel the same way about books. Okay. Yeah, books. I, I have a hard time rereading books. Um, because that is such a bigger time commitment, but movies, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's so many bad movies. There are, and then you're risking. <laughs> I, I can say the same about books, but I, I, I kind of get into a routine. I find movies that I really love and I rewatch the crap out of them. I am mm-hmm. watching them constantly. I, my all time favorite movie is about time. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend haven't it. Haven't seen it. It's, yeah, it's it has a really good message to it, and it's my favorite movie besides Harry Potter. Okay. So those are like my two go tos: either a Harry Potter movie or About Time. Okay. So what else is on your adventure list? Um, I want to see the Northern Lights. Okay. I actually thought about doing that within the next couple of weeks, but I'm having a hard time wanting to leave. Mm, you want to stay home. Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to do that. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of what's on there off the top of my head. I want to go backpacking. I've never really been backpacking. That's a big, I really want to do that. I kind of want to go do it in Switzerland. Um, Cause when we were in St. Moritz last summer, it was, I mean, it's, probably one of the prettiest places I've ever been. So just being able to like be out in the woods with no one around. Well, I don't want to go by myself, but well, you seem <laughs> you like get, you, get, yeah. you seem like the kind of person that would do really well backpacking. I think so. Yeah, I think, I'm, I, think I could do it. I, I think I could survive and not die. <laughs> like I have no interest in not sleeping indoors in a bed. Um, but there are certain people like you who I feel like it's just like a perfect fit for you. Yeah. I, I like adventure. I like going out and experiencing new things and maybe I get out there and I actually hate it. Um, but I want to find out, you know? (laughs) Well, you know, I was listening to, this is back to the social media thing, but I was listening to Pete Holmes podcast. You made it weird. He's a comedian and he had Ed Helms on the show and they were kind of talking about um, going on experiences like that and then people taking the pictures or whatever. And it's almost like I'm just thinking about your thing with like not wanting to be on social media as much and just living in the moment. But it's like, but if you go somewhere like that, you're going to get a picture, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. I I definitely like, I don't know when, when I, I guess when I would get to the point where I kind of going back to seeing something beautiful every day that makes me smile. Mm -hmm. um, Usually I try to take a picture too. 
just to kind of like, I don't know, it's cool to be able to look back and reflect on it. Um, so I, I do try to take pictures, even though I'm not always the greatest. But <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So speaking of happiness and loving what you do, um, if you had to up and quit running and competing right now, what do you yes. think you would pursue? <laughs> I've been struggling with that actually. Cause I mean, running is obviously not going to last forever. So I've been trying to find other things that I am passionate about. Cause at this point, after being able to do something I love, I would never be able to go do something that I don't. Yeah. Um, but I am really into cooking right now. I've, I'm, I want to think that I would kind of maybe try to pursue that in some capacity. I'm not really sure how. I don't know. I've always kind of just believed that things will fall into place for me, mm-hmm. and they have so far. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And maybe that's just kind of, I don't know, just looking at it and – getting the positive from every situation, regardless of whether I like it or not. Uh, I just believe that things will fall into place for me after I get done running. Um, and I'll find something else that I love. And I don't know what that is yet, but I have faith that I'll find out. Well, and part of that is pursuing the other things that you love while you're running. Like you like cooking. So now you're like pursuing that, you know, while running is your main focus. Yeah, and it's good right now because I need to eat healthy and I need to um, fuel my body correctly. So it's been kind of fun uh, making healthy stuff, like learning how to make it taste really good. Yeah, that's been the that's been the most fun part, I think, because now I'm at a point where like I don't even want to go out and eat because I can make it just as good, if not better. Yeah. So yeah, that's been kind of, that's been kind of fun for me. And I've always kind of liked cooking ever since I was little. I would always, like I asked for a kid's cookbook when I was like eight and I had a little apron and I would make milkshakes for my little sisters with (laughs) licorice straws. (laughs) So yeah, I've always kind of liked it. Um, And I don't, I don't know yet if it's another thing I'm passionate about. But I'm trying to find that out. Did you have an easy bake oven? I did. Yes. <laughs> Who those, didn't have an easy yeah, bake oven? Yeah, <laughs> those were so cool. Um, I read somewhere that you like to eat pizza pre- the pizza. night before a race. Yes. Um, definitely not like greasy yeah. pizza, but I, th- I, I love pizza. I probably have pizza at least once or twice a week. I love it too. And I actually, like before a marathon, the night before – that is my go-to. Just like a couple pieces of cheese pizza. That yeah, it sits great. really well with me. And some people can't do that though because of the dairy, but it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, I mean, I think there's other alternatives too, but yeah, I it makes my heart happy. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I love it. It makes my heart happy. So I like to have pizza. That is a good pre-race for me. Okay, so back to running just a little bit. Who are some of your role models in the sport? Hmm. That's a hard question. I I tend not – I don't really have like – I've never been someone to have a role model, okay. I guess. Because I feel like when you have a role model, you are putting – okay, maybe role model is not the best word. Like, Mentor. I, 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look up to people like that, you put them on a pedestal, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, if I were to line up and race against them, I'm already putting myself at a disadvantage mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I do think they're a lot better, I yes. guess. Um, so I try not to really do that, but I, I, I look up to like Shalane and Amy, like they're awesome. Are they like uh, your, the moms and they're like the moms? Yeah, in your they're group. like the moms. <laughs> definitely. Uh, they're, they're like the nicest people and they work so hard and they're so, it's so cool to watch them do what they do. And so like, yeah, I, I guess role model is probably the a good word for that yeah it's just like just someone that I want to be like but don't yeah I still want to like I I never like look at someone I'm like I want to be like the next yeah yeah lane you know like I want to be the next Shelby yeah but these are people that I can look up to and get help they'll help me get there um I see I think Shalane and Amy are good people I look up to Jenny Simpson. I think she's awesome. Yeah. I think the big thing is just like not putting them on a pedestal. Yeah. Because me. if you lined up at a, at, and towed the line of a marathon, you'd still want to beat them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to, I'm still going to fight for that win, but yeah, I, I do. I really respect them. I think they're awesome. Well, speaking of that, I remember when we talked back in episode 50, I think you were one of the, of the three that said, when the time comes, you'd be excited to race a marathon. <laughs> yeah, I, it just kind of goes back to like, just loving to run. I don't really care what race that is. Um, I like working hard. And I like that, like, in a weird, gr- like, in a weird way, I kind of like the pain of it. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So like, that's why I like the really hard workouts. If I'm not, like, if I'm not bent over dying at the end of a workout, I'm, kind of I kind of feel like I didn't work hard enough so and I think the marathon definitely has that (laughs) that factor to it where like you are actually giving everything you have because it's such a grueling race um so I would totally be down to do a marathon at some point um hopefully not Anytime soon. soon, I feel feel like right now I'm really enjoying the 5k and I really feel like I have a lot of unfinished business with that. So, and still lots of time for that. Exactly. Yeah. So that's always interesting though, to see what 5k run, what kind of 5k runner can translate that to those longer distances. Yeah. I mean, so far right now, the 5k has been the longest race that I have. Yeah. So (laughs) we will see, but is that your favorite right now? Um, I think so. I don't know. I was, I really enjoyed racing the 3k indoors this year. I thought the 3k was a good event for me because it's, it's fast enough, but it's also like short, shorter than the 5k. So I, I, it's, I feel like it was a good race for my strengths, I guess. But let's not fail to mention that last year was that art was that last year? Yeah, you got fifth place at the Fifth Avenue Mile, which is very competitive. Ooh, I don't think that was last year. When I think was that? that? Was last year at Fifth Ave, I did not do well. It was definitely not fifth. Okay, it was the year before. Wait, <laughs> yeah. what? But what time of year does that take place? I believe it's in September. 
Okay, so you you was, at one point you placed fifth in, yeah. in a time of four twenty three. Tell me about that race. Is it fun? It's really really fun. If if you have the opportunity, anyone has the opportunity to run it, I would highly recommend it. It's just like a straight shot running as fast as you can down this road. <laughs> and I don't know, it kind of like brings me back to like when I was little, just running around barefoot everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of the same, same idea. But I obviously I'm not barefoot, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have a race like that in Indianapolis. I mean, it's obviously not nearly as prestigious or huge as, as the fifth Avenue mile, but it's, it's called the monumental mile. And yeah, we like run straight down into the, like the heart of the city and they have, you know, like an elite division and then they have like open men's and women's and kids. And it's, it's my favorite race of the year because it's also just fun for, those of us who don't normally race distances that short to just go see how fast can I run a mile as hard as I can. Yeah. And it, it kind of feels like you're running faster than you would on a track. I mean, you're obviously not, it's just like straight shot. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) It is a lot. It's just different. And I like that. I, I like how different it feels from the track. Okay, so what are you most looking forward to um, in this coming outdoor season and just the coming year? One big thing I'm looking forward to this year is USA's is at Drake Stadium, which is basically home for me. So I'm very excited to go race there. Uh, okay, where's Drake Stadium? I should know this. It's in Iowa. Oh, it is in Iowa. Okay. Yeah. I knew you were from Iowa, but I didn't know that yeah. that's where the stadium is. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to have a lot of family that are probably going to go. Um, oh, so fun. When is that? Section. Uh, I believe it's like June 24th or something. Okay, cool. Somewhere around there. I just looked it up, but I don't remember. Yeah, or 21st to the 24th. Okay, and do you know what you're racing? I assume probably the 5K. Okay. I got a title to defend, so I'm, that's what I'm going to try to be doing. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do you think for the 2020 Olympics, will you, do you think the 5K is what, where you'll specialize? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I, I never know. (laughs) (laughs) You do what Jerry says. Yeah, I do what, I do whatever Jerry says. Whatever he thinks that I will do the best in is what I will do. I trust what he thinks. So, so then the question I'm wondering is, would you go to the trials in multiple distances? Probably not. Okay. I would probably focus on whatever event that I, like, would want to make it in. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I think this last trials, I was also entered in, like, the 1500 or something. But I think that was more of a backup. <laughs> oh, like, if, if the five because the 5K ran first and if that didn't yeah, work out. Yeah, okay. exactly. Which some people, like, had things like that happen, like Brenda Martinez and exactly, yeah. uh, Kim Conley, like, all these girls that, you know, had the two, that second event to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's good to have a backup plan, but you always want to hope for the best for the first yeah. race. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, okay, Shelby, well, what's one thing professionally or personally that you'd like to do in your life that you haven't done yet? I would like to win an Olympic gold medal. Bam. That, that's a, yeah. She's saying it. She's going to do it. <laughs> that is my, that's my goal. 2025K Olympic gold medal. Oh, that would be awesome. I hope so. <laughs> what, Fingers crossed. Yeah. What's an accomplishment you're most proud of? So far, I think 
making the Olympic team uh, in 2016. I didn't when that year started, I had only want run one 5k indoors. And that was just like, I think I ran like 1506 at Milrose and that was, and I didn't run it again until the trials. Wow. So I, yeah, when he's wanted me to do the 5k at the trials, I was like, Oh, okay. Like, I guess so. I, I trust you. Um, but I didn't really think that I was going to make it. Um, and I don't know, I, I felt like it was too soon after, like, I'm still trying to get stronger. I felt like 2020, I would be like in my prime. And I kind of expected that to be the one that I made. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've said this before, but leading up to the trials, I was writing on my bathroom mirror every day. Uh, I will be an Olympian. And just reading that and saying it out loud to myself kind of helped me believe that I could do it when I let, like when I towed the line. I felt confident that it was something that I was capable of. I had been repeating it in my head every workout, finishing every workout. And by the time I got on the line, I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to be an Olympian. I can do this. That was probably one of the coolest accomplishments that I've been able to do so far. Man, I can't believe that you had raced the 5K so few times. I had no idea. No, I had only, like, in my life, I'd probably only run it, like, four times. Because I did it a couple times in college. I mean, so... I never did it fresh in college. It was always coming back after, like, two rounds of the 1500. So Jerry was just like, no, based on your workouts, like, this is where you need to be? Yeah, I think when he was looking at the fields for the 15 and the 5K, okay, the 15 was just, like really stacked because there's so many good 1500 meter runners right now and he just felt like I was after running 1506 indoors at Milrose he was like I think he was kind of surprised and yeah I think that's just where he thought I I should be so well he was right he yeah he put his eggs in the right basket exactly I he's a very smart guy so yeah I trust whatever he says okay if you had one message to send to the world what would it be Uh, I think it just goes back to what we were talking about earlier about not being complacent and not settling. I don't know. I feel like we don't have in the big picture of it. We don't have a lot of time. So just not wasting it. Yeah. Like just taking advantage of it and always doing things that you love and that's going to make you smile every day and be grateful for what you have. Yeah, approach every day as a gift because that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, exactly. I know you love You Are a Badass, but do you have any <laughs> – and Harry Potter. Yeah. But do you have any other favorite books that you've recently read? Let's see. I have a lot of books, but none are really popping out. My favorite book is The Book Thief. Okay. I read that in college, I think like my sophomore year of college. And for some reason, it's really sad. And I tend to like things that kind of cause an an intense emotional response. Okay. And that with that book, I got to the end and I was like sitting in my bed sobbing by myself. (laughs) It was such a sad, like (laughs) such a sad image. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But no, I, I, I really liked it just because it did, um, I don't know, it made me feel a lot, a lot of the feels. Yeah. So I think, and 
even with movies, kind of the same thing. I really like the movies that just cause that sort of response. That's when you know it's good is that you like really feel strongly from it. Yeah. And you're like invested in the people and you're like, well, now what? What am I going to do now that you're not part of my life anymore? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Do you listen to any podcasts? Uh, I do. Uh, I've, I've started to the last few months. I've never really been a podcast person, but uh, I started listening to them when I run and it kind of, it makes my runs go by faster. Like for easy runs. Yeah. What are some Um, of your favorites? Let's see. I just recently finished Invisibilia. Okay. Yeah. I really liked that. I thought it was really cool. Um, and my first pod, my first couple of podcasts, I I haven't listened to very many, but I listened to Serial uh-huh. and S Town. Okay. And those were awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a good place to start. Start. That's. I feel like Serial is probably where most people start. Yeah. I was definitely sucked in after after listening to Serial. <laughs> I think so that was the I, first I one I listened to. Yeah, I've, I'm still trying to like find more. Um, I'm kind of in a podcast hole right now. I don't really, I'm like so new to it still that I don't know which ones to listen to because there, like, there is a ton of very bad podcasts. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I like, I am constantly searching for them. And I feel like as a host, I'm like super critical and I I will give everything like three three chances. Yeah, it has to be even worse for you because yeah, you do do this, so <laughs> you're like even more critical about it. But yeah, it's it's been kind of a trial and error thing. <laughs> okay, well you need to try Oprah Super Soul. Okay, I know it's Oprah. Whatever she talks to, like all kinds of different people about spiritual things, and it's just it's uplifting and I think that's the one I think the Oprah Super Soul was the one where I was talking about the guy he was like a happiness expert that one was really good okay yeah I'm definitely gonna have to listen to that one she's my go-to she's she's always good okay so if you could hear anybody on this podcast who would you want to hear as a guest that's really hard hmm Shelby Houlihan <laughs> yeah um I you know what actually I do kind of know. Okay. I think it would be really entertaining and funny if you could get Jerry. (laughs) Okay. I don't think he would do it. (laughs) You don't think he would? I give it, I I, like 70% don't think he would. He like just likes to focus on, like he doesn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah. But if he knows Um, that like all of his girls, almost all of his girls have been on, then maybe he would. Yeah, maybe he would. I, I'm not going to totally count him out because okay. he is surprising sometimes. But he has so many funny stories and just like kind of picking his brain would be very entertaining, I think. Okay, so if I'm able to score that interview, then you girls have to help me come up with some really good questions. That is a deal. Okay, <laughs> perfect. All right, Shelby. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been great. Enjoy this like little, you know, moment of time that you get to be home before going back to altitude. I know. Thanks. (laughs) All right. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you. You too. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Really appreciate having you 
listen to my show and I'm just grateful for this community. Thank you, Shelby, for coming on the show. Make sure you're following Shelby over on Instagram and Twitter, Shelbo800, even though she's a self-proclaimed non-social media kind of girl. And you can find me, LindsayHine626 on Instagram, LindsayHine on Twitter, and I also have a Facebook page. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine. I want to thank our sponsors one last time for supporting this show and providing me the opportunity to put this show together for you guys. And um, if not for you guys, though, listening, none of this would be possible. So thank you, Strava, for supporting this episode of the podcast. You guys head over to your apps on your phone and download the Strava app. Find me on there. I'm at Lindsay Hine. Also, make sure you go over to strava.com slash NYC marathon to enter to win that entry to the New York City Marathon plus a $500 stipend. Check out their blog for full details there and let them know I sent you. You guys can get a free sample box at Kind Snacks. Go to kindsnacks.com slash Lindsay and get your free sample box. Just pay shipping. Check out their site for full details. And also check out Four Sigmatic. Forsigmatic.com slash another. Use the code another to get 15% off your order of superfood blends and mushroom coffees and all kinds of healthy goodness over there. If you guys are looking for more content from me, I do have a Patreon page where I put out one to two bonus episodes a month. And that's patreon.com slash Hine. My most recent episode was with my friend and returning guest, Molly Turner, where we talked about her training and the Boston Marathon and all kinds of fun stuff with her. I also put out episodes with other returning guests and my husband, Glenn. We've got another Boston Marathon training conversation coming up with him. He's a, Is it four weeks or five weeks? He's getting close. And I'm really excited as he's been training really hard to run a 245 marathon. So we'll see what that training does for him on race day. Can't wait to be out in Boston, you guys. I am still working on final details for a meetup. Don't worry, it's going to happen. But I'm just working on where exactly that location is going to be. Tentatively Sunday before the race, the day before the race from 2 to 4 p.m. though. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in today. And I appreciate you so very much. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. And as always, I'll see you next Friday.